Hey there. If you're anything like me, you have dreams you want to make reality or goals you want to achieve. But let's face it, time is not on your side. You're busy, you're tired. And when in the world would you carve out the amount of time you would need to achieve anything above and beyond the day-to-day -day load you're already carrying? Welcome to Mom on the Fringe. I am your host, Amy Matthews Mootville. I'm a busy mom of three young children, an entrepreneur, singer, voice teacher, and lover of any old piece of furniture that needs restoration. I am here to support you, encourage you, and give you tactical tips and tools to help you find those hidden pockets of time in your busy week and use that time to your advantage. Let's get started. I want you to imagine that you and I are sitting at a cafe somewhere or we're across the table from each other over a glass of wine and we're just kind of talking about things that are coming to mind and just sharing about our lives with each other. And I'm going to start by just telling you a little story. This past weekend, I was in my garden working on just making my front yard a little prettier. And I have several garden beds in my front yard. And I have to say, the lady who lived in the house before we moved in 14 years ago, she was, I mean, she wasn't a professional gardener, but her yard looked like it. It was gorgeous. And that was one of the features that attracted us to the house because the yard looks so beautiful. In the front yard, she had all of these different bushes and plants and flowers blooming. And in the backyard, we live in a cul-de-sac. And so the backyard was just this lush, almost like a retreat. And she had flower beds and uh, a pond, a koi pond. Imagine this beautiful 3,500 gallon koi pond in our backyard. And it had a deck around it, and there were frogs, and there were dragonflies and butterflies, and all of this lush plant life around the pond. And here I am, and my husband, we had just moved to the U.S. from Vienna, Austria. I'm not from Vienna, but he is. And we had never had even a yard let alone a lush garden. We had lived in apartments. We never, in Vienna, you don't really, most people don't have a yard. So we had come from just taking care of the inside of our apartment to this huge, lush yard. And it was overwhelming. It was amazing and overwhelming at the same time. We looked at this yard and we thought, oh my gosh, I, I hope we can keep it up. And the lady kept saying to me as I was admiring her home, and which is now my home, it's yours now. You can do whatever you want with it. Have fun. Be creative. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to kill everything. And you know what? I did. <laughs> I'm just going to cut right to the chase. I killed a lot of things. We cut down things that we just couldn't maintain. And we actually eventually did away with the pond because it was a hazard for our kids when they were little. And we couldn't keep up with it. 
And so I felt like there's no way I can get out in this yard and make it pretty again. But something happened, something clicked this year that has never clicked in all the 14 years that we've lived in our home. And that is, it is my home. I can do whatever I want here. And I'm just going to experiment. So I went on Friday with my daughter. We went to a nursery and we bought a bunch of plants. And, you know, I had seen things here and there, but I don't know much about plants. But I thought, you know what? We're just going to get dirty. We're going to get out in the yard and I'm going to do this. And so all weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I worked in my yard and planted things. I've never done this before, guys. Not on my own. I've had friends come over. My wonderful friend, Alyssa, volunteered her time a few weeks or a few months back and uh, helped me kind of get started. And then another friend of mine, my friend Linda, came over also about a year ago and we planted some things, but I've never done it on my own. And I felt really intimidated by it. But as I'm out there and my hands are dirty and I'm sweating and I'm digging these holes and I'm putting the plants in, I'm like, what in the world is my problem? Why has it taken me so long to do this? This is amazing. I love this. I could literally, just by working a few hours, and it was a lot, you know, it it took me a long time, much longer than I thought it would. But at the end, it looks so beautiful. And I don't say that to pat myself on the back, but I say that to open up our story today. So I was thinking this while I'm in the yard, like, I can't believe this has taken me so long. And truthfully, I do understand why it's taken me so long. First of all, I've got three kids. And up until this year, and I will say this to all you mamas out there who have little ones. I had my first 10 years ago, and my youngest is five. And I feel like we are just now to the point where we can get out in the yard, plant things, paint a a room, you know, paint the walls in a room, change curtains, do things that we couldn't do for the past 10 years because we had little babies. We had little babies running around and we didn't have, you know, we don't have any family in town where we could take them and be like, okay, grandparents, here they are. You take them for a weekend. We've got to get the house done. We didn't have that. We didn't have childcare where we could just send our kids off. So for us, it was almost, it was nearly impossible. And if you can relate to that and you're in that stage right now where it feels impossible to do anything that would make your house look better or your yard look better. We have been there and I can relate so much and we're just coming out of that. So this is the first year where I feel like I don't have to change anybody's diapers. I mean, I didn't last year either, but I think we were just kind of getting used to it last year. Um, We didn't have to like carefully watch someone and make sure they weren't going to get scissors out and cut themselves or... Um, you know, write with markers on the walls or anything like that. We could kind of just be okay being outside, my husband and I both at the same time working in the yard without really worrying too much about what the kids were doing. 
And most of the time they were out with us and there were part of the time that they were inside, but we weren't too worried. We'd come in and check on them and see if they were okay and what they needed and make them food if they needed food. But it really was easy to get something done. So we did it and we got our front yard done. Why am I telling you about my front yard? Because it's like anything in life. I really feel, and this is a proven fact, by the way, that a lot of times we're more scared of the unknown than we are of the known. We we can do hard things, but we're, we're, we'd rather do hard things that we know already, which is why people stay stuck in a rut. They stay stuck in their jobs. They stay stuck in their relationships that maybe don't work out for them. And I'm not talking about marriage. I'm talking about just friendships and coworkers. And um, they stay stuck in mindsets that don't work for them. And they struggle with learning new things because it seems hard. But it always seems harder than it actually is. And I've been reminded of that myself throughout my entire life. As you know, I am a trained opera singer. I studied classical music from, oh gosh, from the time I was 15 until I was in my 30s. And a lot of the time, the thing that I was most intimidated by was not really ever as bad as I thought it would be. And I learned this lesson over and over and over again in singing. It's not that bad. It's not that hard. You're making it out to be worse than it is. Even from an early age, I remember I was taking piano. I took piano from the time I was five. And my piano teacher gave me the choice one time. I'll never forget this. She showed me two pieces of music. One was a piece of music that looked relatively easy. It looked like stuff that I had done before. And the other piece was was published by a different publisher. And sometimes publishers of music especially can take um, music and make it look different and it more compact or more spread out. just depends on the publisher. And this specific publisher had made the music really compact, which meant a lot of notes looked like they were together, really close together on a page. And when you're a new student of piano or any musical instrument and you see notes clumped together on a page, it's like looking at a book, a chapter book for the first time when you're second, third grade, and you've been used to reading picture books and you're looking at a chapter book filled with a bunch of words on the page, and it looks intimidating. So this other piece looked intimidating to me. And I remember saying to her, I don't think I can do that piece. I immediately judged it. I immediately said, "Mm, I don't think I could do that. And my piano teacher was like, why? Why? And I said, the notes just look, look hard. So she said, I'll tell you what, we'll work through a little bit of it today. And you can, you can work on the other one. I know you can do the other one, but I want to see if you can really push yourself and challenge yourself. So she helped me with that piece a little bit, helped me get started. And she sent me home with both of them. 
And I came back the next week and she said, so which one do you like and you want to work on now after you've had a week with them? And I said, I want to do this one. And it was the more exciting piece. And it was the one that I was intimidated by. And, you know, I worked and worked and worked on that piece. And I don't even know why I remember this because I was probably six or seven at the time, maybe a little older, but I, I learned that piece. I worked hard on it and I played it really, really well. And I remember her saying something to me like, see, you were scared by the way that piece looked, but at the end, at the end, this is what your level is. And this is what you're capable of doing. And I want to say that to you today as a challenge for you personally, that you might be staring at something in the face that looks intimidating, but really it's just the next step you need to take. And we all have those moments where we say, oh my gosh, I could never learn that. I could never do that. That's so hard. But I'm here to tell you, it's not as hard as you think. Over Marco Polo this morning, I was back and forth with a friend of mine. And she had commented, because of course I had posted pictures about my, my garden, was proud of it. And she, Marco Polo me and she goes, oh, I wish I could get my yard to look like that. I don't know what I'm doing with my my yard. I I just I don't have a green thumb. And I laughed when she said that because I remember saying that so many times. I just don't have a green thumb. I don't know what I'm doing in the yard. So I'm just going to ignore that. It bothers me. I'm sure I would enjoy it if I knew what I was doing, but I don't. But it, all it took was a couple of friends coming over on an afternoon and just giving me permission to play giving me permission to just experiment with them. There are no rules. And if there are rules, you can quickly learn them just by doing it. And I remember my friend Alyssa, she was like, try it out, plan it there, just plan it, see what happens. And I just remember just looking at her like she was an alien thinking, oh my gosh, I've been so worried about buying the right plants and knowing where to plant them and you know, worried about killing them and worried about them being in the wrong place and the soil not being right, that I never started and I just never did it. And I've done that with so many things in my life. I've done that with working out. I talked last week about how, you know, I just built it up to be this big, huge monumental thing that I knew I couldn't do. But then when I actually started doing it and I got around some people that made it less intimidating for me, and made me feel like I could do it, then all of a sudden it became a part of my life. So I want to just encourage you with that today. If you're staring at something, if something that is off in a distance and it seems like something you would like to do, let's say it's gardening, or let's say it's working out, or let's say it's trying your hand at something new. Maybe it's cooking healthy dishes for your family. Maybe it's painting a room that you've always wanted to paint. Start somewhere. Just try it. Just do it. Ask questions. I feel like sometimes we get so intimidated and we talk ourselves out of things that aren't 
that hard. We put so many steps in the way, but in actuality, it's just a learning process. It's just a learning curve. It's just figuring it out. And we do fail at times when we learn something new. It's fine to fail. I remember that uh, quote, and I'm going to misquote it because I am terrible at quotes, guys. I'm terrible if I don't have them written in front of me. But it talked about the fact that success is just a lot of failures piled on top of each other. And I really allowed that quote to sort of sink in for me because I always felt like I was less than. I always felt like I couldn't get it right because there was something wrong with me. I can't sing those high notes because there's something wrong with my technique or my voice. And then I would learn the high notes and I would figure it out and I'd be like, oh, I got, I, I know how to do that. Or for a really long time, even most recently, <clears throat> I found myself at the age of 44 years old, still battling stage fright. I literally, it would paralyze me. And I talked to some friends about it who are singing more often than I am and singing professionally. And they said, Amy, we all struggle with that. We all struggle with what people think. The only way you're going to get over that is to get out there and do it. And the more you do it, the less paralyzing that fear will be. And they're right because I ended up taking, accepting a position at a church, which I had to actually leave here recently, but I was a soloist at a local church and had the opportunity to sing solos quite often. And the first time I sang, I was really, really nervous. I mean, here it was, this new church, no one knew me, no one had heard me sing before. But then the second time was easier. And the third time was, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even worry about it at all. And then after that, it was like, no big deal. Something that had plagued me for years. I'm talking for probably the last 20 years, if I'm to be really honest. I struggled with it in grad school. And I remember talking to my professor and just lamenting over the fact that I was literally paralyzed by fear. But the actual doing of the thing and learning it takes that away. And then all you have to decide is, do I really care enough to do this? Right? Sometimes we get into something and we start learning it and we go, you know what? I thought I wanted to learn how to do this, but I really don't care as much as I thought I did. And that's okay too. But if there is something really pressing on you that you really feel like you need to learn how to do, it could be anything. A lot of things come to mind for me that I was intimidated by. Sewing. Painting. Learning another language. Singing. Gardening. Taking up a new instrument. It could even be 
striking up a conversation with someone you've really wanted to reach out to and get to know. We all have fear inside of us that says, we're not going to figure it out. We're not going to be good at it. We're going to bomb. We're going to fail at it. And that keeps us from trying. It keeps us from stepping out of our comfort zone and trying. Tony Robbins talks a lot about the happiness factor is and feeling content in your life. And I don't follow everything he says, but I like this. He says, when we are happiest is when we find balance between certainty and uncertainty. We need a little bit of both, believe it or not, to be in that sweet spot in our lives. We need to have things that we're certain about, you know, what we're doing tomorrow when we wake up, what we're having for breakfast, whether or not we have toilet paper in the closet. (laughs) Those are things that we need to be certain about. But if we're too certain and our lives are always about certainty and never about uncertainty, there's going to be a huge deficit. We're going to be wishing we had something that sparked some kind of excitement in our lives. And so for me, it's always trying to find that balance. I always know if I'm getting too comfortable with something, I need to step it up a notch. I need to put myself in sort of an uncertain zone to get that energy and excitement back. And I'm going to challenge you to do that today too. Find something you're uncertain about and adopt it. Start learning it. Start figuring it out. Because I guarantee you, when you do, and when you allow yourself the opportunity and open the door to sort of invite failure in, like, let's let's try it. Let's try it and, and let's fail at it a few times. Let's be awkward at the gym, right? Let's go ahead and, you know, run next to people who are way faster than us and be the last one. I'm always the last one, by the way. (laughs) Always the last one. I'm not a good runner. Who cares? Who cares? Run anyway. Do it anyway. So what if you've never painted a room before? Go get some paint. Try it. You'll, You'll learn really quickly how not to do it just by doing it. Ask questions. Get as much information as you can beforehand to eliminate the error that is bound to happen. You know, you don't always get to do things the first, second, third time error-free, but maybe you can eliminate the error by reading up about it or asking questions. But chances are you're going to learn by doing. Why do I talk about this today? Because I have so many freaking conversations with friends and people I know about the fact that they want to do something, but they just don't know how. They'd like to garden, but they just don't think they could. 
They wish they were better at going to the gym, but they've never been successful at it before. They'd love to start their own blog or their own business, but they don't know how. Just this weekend, I had a friend reach out to me and said, how do you know how to do all these things? Because I read? Because <laughs> I got on YouTube? Because I started wanting to do it and I figured it out a little bit at a time. And after a while, it became a passion of mine. It became something I now know how to do. I know how to take a domain name that I like, I'll brainstorm ideas, take a domain name that I like, get online, purchase the domain name, go on to my hosting company, select that, put it all together, have a website, install WordPress or whatever other platform you want to install and build an actual site that is working and functioning where people can go and see what you do, right? But I didn't just figure that out. I didn't come, I wasn't born and hardwired to know what I was doing and figure all that out. I had to learn. I had to learn, guys. It. I had to start somewhere. I always get kind of frustrated when people come up to me after I've sung, and I used to get this all the time. I don't get it as much anymore. <laughs> Maybe I'm older. I don't get as many of these conversations anymore. But I used to get really frustrated when people would come up to me and say, oh my goodness, you have such a gift. I could never do that. Many times I would just say thank you and move on. But a few times I would say, yeah, you could. And this isn't a gift, by the way. And I don't want to disrespect anyone who believes that having a voice to sing with or any kind of artistic ability, whether it's playing an instrument or painting on a canvas, sure, yeah, we have some natural ability somewhere locked up in there. I'm sure of it, right? But we all do. And usually what we have an affinity for and enjoy in others is something that we potentially have the ability to do if we worked at it. So I would always say to those people, no, it's not a gift. Yes, I am grateful God has given me a voice and opened up doors for me to learn how to sing. I give him all the glory for it, and I do. But the actual learning, the technique, and you'll hear this from anyone who has studied voice or piano or violin, the actual ability and what you hear when you're listening took years of hard work and dedication, practice and practice and practice to learn how to do. This is not something that I just was born with. And then someone came along and we cultivated something I already knew how to do well. If you would have heard me and potentially, uh, since this is a public podcast, there are those of you out there who have maybe heard me sing when I was 
15, 16 years old singing solos at church. And some of you might agree that it wasn't that good. (laughs) I did it because I wanted to do it. I admired people who did it. I was very, very like starstruck by people who would get up in front of church and sing, and I wanted to emulate them. So I learned, right? I learned how to do it, but I wasn't that good when I was 14, 15, 16. My grandma thought I was, but I wasn't. I wasn't that great. It wasn't really honestly until my late 20s that my voice started to really come together and be this instrument that I could do something with that was spectacular. And I'm just going to say it is a real gift to be able to have that opportunity to do it like I did. But the actual voice itself and the technique that I now have It took work, and the people who worked with me definitely had their work cut out for them. So I say all that to let you know that whatever it is that you are wanting to do, you have it in you already. You have the skills, and I want to encourage you today to just get out there, get out in your yard and garden, pull out an old piece of furniture and repaint it. Go over to the paint store, buy some paint, paint that room, paint that room, (laughs) do it. And the doing of it will teach you how to be better. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for sticking around and listening to this podcast episode. It means so much for me. And please don't forget to leave a review. Till next time. Bye-bye.